Welcome back or welcome to the Off the Blocks podcast, the UK Swimming and Diving podcast. Today, season three, episode 17, The Goat. I am Macklin Simpson here with the main host, Lars Jorgensen, and today we have the pleasure of having on The Goat, Miss Asia Sight. Nice. Well, say hi to everybody, everybody. Asia. Well, got to talk into the mic, Asia. <laughs> but this well, is her well, second Asia. time on the show, right? Yes. She's been on the show before. Recurring guest. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll always be. You know, yeah. we, we need to get a, a wall, we need to get a wall of fame. Yeah, we should. Have some plaques for, yeah. for <laughs> get the pictures. Every time someone comes in, we put a plaque on the wall. Well, at least her autograph. You know. Yeah. And something like that. It's gonna be worth something one day. You know. Yeah, no, it will be. But before we get into Asia, we want to let all of our fans know how you can join the conversation. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at UK Swim and Dive. Tweet or direct message us with questions, comments. We'll share them on our next show. For up-to-date news, photos, and roster information, you can find us on UKAthletics.com, on the Swimming and Diving pages. And, of course, you can always go back and listen to this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Kentucky Wildcats TV. I'm out of breath. Wow, that's pretty good. That's a lot. That's pretty good. That's a lot. So, Lars, why don't you go ahead and introduce Asia, give us a little bio, give us a little breakdown. Well, I mean, she's had uh, an amazing year, um, accomplished probably more than, well, that's why the show is called The Goat, but more than anybody in Kentucky swimming history, at least in one year, and I think more in one year than anybody's done in four years at Kentucky swimming. Um, you know, I don't know where to begin, but I, I thought a cool thing that most recently she was Miss Wildcat um, at the Catsby's. And for those of you who don't know, it's our annual award show that we put on to recognize um, this, uh, you know, the accomplishments of all of our athletes. And our athletic department is amazing for her to be Miss Wildcat. Um, is a testament to her athletic success this year. Um, but in addition, she's a great student. And so she won the Elite 90 Award, meaning that she had the highest GPA at the NC2A Championship. She was SEC Scholar Athlete of the Year and a really cool recipient. Second time ever in the school history at the University of Kentucky, we had um, she was the Arthur Ashe Female Scholar Athlete of the Year. Um, do you want me to keep going? I feel like it's. Really, <laughs> no, I feel like it's really easy to gloss all over these yeah. and, and not really truly understand. No, how, yeah, how big this is. Yes, I mean, a U.S. national team member um, for the last two years. Uh, she's going to Italy this summer um, for the her trip to the World University Games, um, which will be really cool. We need, um, we need to have a, like a pizza eating contest so we could prepare you for for all the good pizza uh, you're gonna have that's in Italy. A good idea. Yeah. yeah. After a you pizza party, <laughs> I ain't got car. I'm sure. Car load. Yeah, that's right. What else has she done? Um, she's eight-time first-team All-American. I think you've been more than that, but um, she's had a lot. But uh, most in program history, she's won a couple of SEC titles. Um, actually, three SEC titles. Um, academic honor roll. Um, I don't know. That's pretty pretty accomplished. So, I mean, what, what, what stands out? You had an amazing year. Yeah, so what, what stood out this year is... What are you most proud of? Yeah. Is there one thing in particular? Um, out of this whole year? Mm-hmm. Um, probably the Arthur Ashe Award, just because it's so, like, nationally recognized. Yep. Um, 
and it's pretty incredible to be like the second person in Kentucky history Very to cool. get that. Yeah. So for our, all of our award-winning listeners, what is the Arthur Ashe Award? So it's an award given to someone who embodies academics, athletics, and community service. Um, obviously, it's named for Arthur Ashe. He was an amazing tennis player, and he embodied all of those things as well. Do you think Lars could have beaten Arthur Ashe in his prime? I don't know. He's never let us see him play, so... One day, we're going to see him. <laughs> Maybe. No. Maybe. He was a legend. Of it, I bet he can. <laughs> no. Yeah. But like uh, Macklin, uh, I mean, we could go back a little bit, but uh was probably about six weeks ago, but it was such a big deal that uh, Mitch Barnhart, our athletic director, came to the pool himself to to recognize Asia. Um, you know, anytime the, the AD comes to the pool, I think that's pretty significant. And uh, um, I think you were – like unaware of it at the time, right? And yeah, so I was. surprised, and I thought that was really, really cool. And <clears throat> you know, she's uh, um, uh, the cool thing that I've seen for her for her is her progression too. Is as far as being a leader on her team, she's always been a good swimmer. Um, going back to as you know, her days in high school at Lakeside, um, and that you guys both swam for. So um, you know, it's she's been great for a long time, but she's really developed into a great leader. Um, she's a lot more vocal than she used to be, and uh, and she's kind of embraced. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but embraced her role in the team, um, and uh, probably not as much her freshman year, right? And now she's. Uh, I'm mean, just really, really matured into a fantastic, uh, you know, young lady. In addition to her academics and her um, athletic accomplishments. Yeah, and I think that that's a tough position to be in because a lot of people on the outside see the high-performing athletes and they just assume that those are the leaders, and that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, it's actually the opposite. Um, so to have kind of that dual threat, I suppose, of not only do you perform, uh, but you have l- leadership capabilities and abilities as well. Yep, yep. It's That's a pretty rare find. Well, and the cool thing, it's like, <clears throat> I think she's developed into this, and she's heading into her senior year. Now she's going to be a um, captain on her team. That'll be her first time as, as being captain. But um, I think she kind of wants, like, the ball, kind of like a Tom Brady type thing. We were talking about Michael Jordan earlier where they want the last second shot or the last drive touchdown in a game. And I think she started to really embrace that role. You know, like her freshman year probably made her nervous doing that, right? And now she's like, yeah, you know, know, pass me the ball, I'll take the shot type deal. And and that to our team, because she's the best swimmer on our team, is really, really important, you know. So I think she's embraced that more. I don't know if you want to comment on that. Yeah, no, but. I agree. I mean, freshman year, I was definitely reserved. I was scared probably of anything. Um, the coach just told me I had to start being vocal, and that was something really hard for me to do. Um, but, like, with confidence over time and having great leaders like Danielle and Gina and PK, um, I was able to gain, you know, leadership styles from that and continue on to senior year. Absolutely. Well, it's um – you know, we've got more than just Asia to talk about. I'm sorry to say, Asia. Now we've had some recent team honors as well at the yep. Catsby's. <clears throat> Lars, you want to dive into to that a little bit and talk about um, some of the honors that, that we had? Well, Asia was a you know had had a big impact because she has a perfect 4.0 GPA, but we won the uh, 
scholar, athlete, not scholar, just female academic team of the year, I guess, or the best scholars, I guess you would say. But it's uh, highest GPA <clears throat> among all the teams, um, which for a large team, um, I think is really significant. 30-plus um, girls, um, 3.65 GPA, which is pretty awesome. So they won that. Um, Danny Zhang was the male rookie of the year. Um, Asia also won the Legacy Award, which was brand new this year, and basically that was, uh, what, about 12 athletes that Mitch Barnhart um, said, you know, are making an impact and leaving their mark on UK, and uh, so it was about 12 athletes, and that was pretty cool, you know? They had the most, the most number of women on the SEC Winter <laughs> Academic Honor Roll in yep. the entire SEC, men's second most. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool. Again, we've improved significantly over the last couple of years academically as a team. Um, you know, even the women have improved. When I, when I got here, we were probably 3-3, three, three, which is still pretty good on the women. But now we're 3-5, three, 3-6. Three, the guys were like, you know, like 2-8, two, 2-9. Two, and now they're going 3-3, three, 3-4. Three, three, They've really improved as well. And so, I mean, that's a testament to Cats. Um, initially, Bob Bradley had a huge impact on that. Um, now we have a guy named uh, Josh Ray who's taken over his role in terms of us. Um, and, but Bob kind of set the standard of, um, you know, realizing that our kids are here for an education first and foremost. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, we always tell them that they can swim fast and be a great student. And I think, you know, you know, Asia is a perfect example of that. Danielle Gallier was also Elite 90 Award winner. So we've won, you know, th that award uh, three of the last five years, I think, or three of the last four years. Is that right? You know, the NC2A. Yeah. So, um, so it's important for us to do both really well. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, again, they have to really – they have that. And I think it's from a team perspective, right, they've kind of embraced the, the education part and, like – um, it's a challenge for you guys to win that award every year, right? And yeah, that's something absolutely. that you guys strive to do, right? And push each other academically as much as you do athletically. Right. You know? Especially because, like, teams such as, like, golf and tennis, they're smaller teams. Yep. Um, obviously, they're pretty smart girls as well. But our goal, especially at the beginning of the year, is just to try to get the highest GPA possible yep. and get that award. Yep, yep. Here's, yeah. here's, here's a question yep. for, for either of you, for Asia or, or for you, Lars. Do you think Asia could take down James Holtzauer on Jeopardy right now, who's on that 15-day winning streak? That's pretty good. Million. He's pretty smart. 1.2 million? 1.2 million in 15 Jeez. days. Yeah. That's a pretty good. Do you think impressive. you're that smart? No. Not very good at trivia. Sm yeah, smart and humble. You know. Yeah, yeah. Asia's very humble. But um, <laughs> I didn't know he made 1.2 already, huh? Uh, yeah, I think just over last night. Yeah. I think it's something like that, yeah. Yeah. I'm captivated by it. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. What's the longest run? There was one guy I thought he won for like a month. Like uh, Ken, Ken yeah. Jennings. He Ken Jennings. won for 74 straight days. Wow. And I think they record back-to-back. -back, so yeah. I don't know if it was actually 74 days, but yep. 74 straight shows. Yep. And this guy is on pace to break, uh, to earn more money than he did in half the number of days. Because the pot went up. Yeah, no, he no, he's just he, he's a he's just he, killing he, it that he's, much. He's a professional sports gambler. Is his official title. He lives in Vegas, and You're every single every, he, he has this he has this strategy to work the Jeopardy board to where he gets the daily doubles every time, and he goes all in. But he's so smart that he gets it right, so he gets like a hundred grand every time he plays. Wow, I gotta yeah. catch that. We're, Not we're, to get too far off off track here, but. 
What time is Jeopardy, Jeopardy air? In Louisville, it airs at 7.30. 7.30. 30 p.m. Uh, we might be home in time. We'll see. You know? We'll go watch, go we are, watch, go watch uh, Jeopardy and then turn around 30 minutes later and watch Josh Allen in the NFL draft. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Projected right? top five pick. Well, uh, you know, and I think that's a testament to our football staff and, um, you know, because obviously you're recruiting better prospects and they've also really developed him because he wasn't necessarily a five-star recruit. I think he's only like two or three-star recruit. Um, and so he's done a really good job. But I, but I think our football staff is expecting, like, what, three or four guys to get drafted, which is the most, I don't know about ever, but the most we've had in a long time. Recruit and develop. <clears throat> 100%. Yep. So what's and, the deal with the NFL making the – Making us take down that sign downtown. Didn't that happen? They had some billboard and they made him take it down. Yeah, I don't know. That was Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah he had some cool billboard downtown. And it was and, really and, cool. And the NFL was like, "Nope, sorry." Wow, wow. Anyways, they got their hands in everything. Yeah, they got make, their hands in everything. Make more money. That's you know? right. Um, so before we start to preview this summer in Asia and Italy with Team USA at the World University Games. Let's rewind a little bit, um, maybe dig a little deeper into NC2As and uh, overall thoughts on that for the men and the women, and then we can get a little more detail after that. Yeah, you know, I thought, uh, you know, both teams honestly uh, performed pretty well at NC2As. Um, It's so hard um, when we got, you know, even, you know, Asia's who's at a high level, but she's got to swim really good in prelims to, to, to final as well, and and uh, so it's a high level of competition. The best people in the country are there. Um, it, it's fun. And uh, so they did really well. I mean, Asia had her best meet. First time she scored in, in three events. I mean, final. She scored in three events before. But, um, you know, she was awesome. <clears throat> and 200 backstroke was fantastic race. Um, 148, there were three people in the race, um, really, that were contenders. And, uh, the, the, you know, all three of them really kind of took it out pretty fast. Um, Asia's generally a, a really good back half swimmer, but, you know, I, I think we had maybe talked about uh, trying to get out there with, with those two. And uh, you heard a little bit coming home, right? But, like, go, go through that race a little bit, like especially the tuner back. And, I mean, it took an American record to beat you. So right. that's I, pretty I think, cool. I think any other day of the week you're happy with a 148. Yes. I mean, overall with the time, I'm happy with it. Um, Obviously, you never like to lose, but yep. Lars and I talked about, you know, just going out and seeing if I can be with him at the 150, because I know I have a pretty good last 50. Um, took it out a little quick. It hurt coming home, but knowing that I can go out that fast and continue that pace for the last 100 is something I'm going to try to do senior year. Yep, yep. Yeah. It was a great race. I mean, uh, those uh, we also had Allie Gallagher in the finals. Yeah. So we'll, right we'll t- yeah, we'll talk about Allie because they're great training partners. But like those three at the hundred were were fairly clear of the field, and uh, and you know Taylor Rucks, fantastic swimmer. Uh, you Olympic know, medalist. Yeah, which well, she beat Katie Ledecky last summer in the no scrub two hundred free pan packs. Yeah. Wasn't she fifty three? One fifty three long course. Yeah. That's, that's pretty real, fast. That's pretty good. Like, you go two double O. It's huh? She's like what, like six three? She's like, oh yeah, at least huge. Yeah, and she is skinny. And then yeah. I mean, then Beta. Yeah, is it Beta? 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 Yeah, Beta. Anyway, she was swimmer of the meet. Yeah, I think she won every single thing. She every single race she swam. She deserved it. Records, right? So it's not to over or underplay. 
you know, 148 is still a phenomenal swim regardless. No, it is. And, like, you know, it's you always question on, on hindsight what the best thing to do sometimes is. But, like, uh, we had talked about this for a while. And, like, you know, clearly there was some really – because, uh, you know, Ruck is really a, probably the, the best swimmer of the three on top of the water. And uh, – and, you know, Beta's probably the best underwater, and I think Asia's kind of in between, where she's really good underwater, but she can also swim very well. And uh, so that was kind of the battle, and, uh, you know, but just to compete with them is really awesome. And, and you know, she, you know, hats off to her. You know what the cool thing, too, is she came back and went 48-0 on the relay. And uh, that day, so all three women relay scored that we had, um, which was nice for the first time we've ever done that. Um, the challenge next year, I think we'll turn those hopefully into some A finals. But, you know, 314 on that relay I thought was really good. Um, so that was pretty exciting. I think one of the things that stood out to me the most, well, first of all, you knew that that, that last day was your strongest day. Mm-hmm. You scored just over half total points in yep. that one day alone. Um, but more of like the resiliency than anything. You know, there was a few misses towards the beginning. Yep. You know, Aford Relay was still really good, but not as good as it could have been. Yep. Um, Gina was still really good, but not as good as she could have been. Yep. Then comes back and goes under 16 minutes in the mile for the first time. You know, Bailey goes 206 and the 200 breasts. Yeah, she you did know, better, yeah. Like it, that was awesome. A lot of a lot of really good swims that made a huge difference on that last day to get into the top. Yeah, the no, it's like it's uh they're they are and they were all real positive all week and just kept battling. Uh the eight hundred relay could have been top eight for sure. That was our goal. Um, you know, just kinda missed that. Um, you know, it was a solid swim, but like it wasn't, you know, probably need to go what, six fifty five and I think we were fifty seven, yeah. right? And so uh, you know, but, you know, again, we're, we're really pleased on the way they finished. And, um, you know, definitely, uh, I mean, have 19 All-Americans was, was phenomenal, you know. Um, so pretty <clears> – <throat> one of the goals of, of our program has been to develop some consistency. Um, like, to me, that's a mark of a program. Like, ha- having a good team is like, you know, every once in a while you have a good team. Like, you know, you're like 30th and all of a sudden you, you're like 18th one year, then you're like 30th. But we're consistently, um, you know, over the years getting to the be top 15. Now we really want to get to that next level. And we actually talked about that today to be top 10 and compete for an SEC championship. And so that's really our goal um, is, okay, we're, get, we're pretty good now. Let's get to that next level. And, um, you know, I was actually talking to, you know, some of the other coaches about that at Catsby's. You know, Craig Skinner in volleyball is awesome. Um, he's won back-to-back SEC championships. We've never been the Final Four. He's like, well, we need to get to the Final Four. And, How do you take the <clears throat> next yeah. step? Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we I posed that question to, to Asia and our captains today. And, uh, and, you know, us as a coaching staff, you know, like we can make that jump and, you know, have faith that we can do it first and foremost, you know? So it's interesting. I was actually listening to a podcast earlier today, actually, and Bob Preparing Bowman. for the show. Bob Bowman? Yes, by Bob, Bob Bowman was um, was was a guest. guest and okay. he, I mean, it was about a two-hour conversation where they yeah. dug, dug pretty deep into all sorts of things. But one of the things that stuck out to me was it's kind of talking about Michael's trajectory. It's a hard word to say. Trajectory. Yeah struggle sometimes um and how coming back from from beijing you know you have you have eight gold medals yep okay in anybody else's mind you sail off into the sunset but in his mind that's the standard yep 
how do you repeat that? How do you take that next step? And when you get to a really high level, it is increasingly harder and harder to take that next step and to make that next jump. But well, if you set the standard and you know what the standard is and everybody on board knows and accepts that standard, I, I think that that's makes a well, huge difference. Yeah, and the mark of any like program or individual or superstar is consistency for a long period of time, right? And Tom Brady, Michael Phelps. Yeah, or, you know, you know, Tiger winning the Tiger Masters Woods. a couple of weeks ago. You know, he, he, they've been there forever. You know, and like a lot of people don't realize this, but <clears throat> you know, they know Michael won all these gold medals, but he was on the national team or made the Olympic team in two thousand for the first time. So it, he was on the national team for sixteen years. You know, from you know that period of time, right? And to be at that level for so long. I mean, he had some ups and downs too, but like, that's amazing to me. You know, college is four years, but doing that four times, you know, that's impressive. Or, you know, we'll see how <clears throat> Ryan Lockie does in his, in his comeback, but you know, he's had a long career and it's made a you know, good amount of money because sure. of his consistency and stuff like that. So yeah, and that's, that's kind of what we're looking for. Um, as a program, I mean, Asia's really developed that, you know, and uh, she's gonna, um, keep swimming uh, towards Olympic trials and give herself a chance to make the Olympic team. Or um, that's what I always say is you know give yourself a chance and um, we'll see what happens next June in Omaha as well. In addition to you know her summer this you know this summer, but collegiate season she's she's got a big next uh, thirteen months. Yeah. Um, before we start digging into to long course season, what about uh, men's NC two A's? It was great. Um, First scored in the um, 400 freestyle relay, um, which was a highlight uh, uh, on the swimming side. Um, you know, just, we, missed, just missed making it back in the two for you. Yes, and it was fun to have a group of guys there. Um, you know, last year we had just Isaac Jones. Um, we've had some diving in, in the past as well, but we had a good you know core group: uh, Wyatt Amdor uh, making 100 breast, Glenn Brown 200 IM, and we had two relays and the relay. Uh, Fifteenth place was awesome. Danny um, getting consolation finals, and it really said Masterson scoring in two events. His final on the platform was huge. <laughs> I don't know if you caught it on, on watching it at night, but like he snuck in eighth place, and then I was watching the finals of platform, and he he kept changing his dives to try to get higher score because the the guys that got in the finals were, were just like like you know pros at platform, and Seb just kind of snuck in. And so he was, you know, yeah, just trying to change drive, dives and see how many points he could get. And you know, some of them weren't, weren't great, but... Yeah, hey, you're eighth. What else do you have yeah, to lose? Your last, exactly. last event, it's like, I'm going to go but, out. You know, Seb is such a competitor. And, like, he didn't, you know, care about, like, you know... Well, because he realized he couldn't get worse than eighth, right? So he was doing everything he could to, like, move up. And some of the dives weren't great for him, but... I love his like attitude and his competitiveness and his spunk. Uh, we're gonna miss him, um, but our, but we'll still be really good in diving next year. Uh, we have a guy who 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 unfortunately didn't make NC2As, but probably should have been. Did really well at SECs in Chase Lane. Mm -hmm. um, really good diver. So with Danny coming back, um, um, you know he was SEC uh, diver of the year. I mean freshman diver of the year. Danny was. And so that's a pretty good accolades. And on the women's side, Kendall Knight was um, SEC freshman diver of the year. So <clears throat> diving is actually doing pretty well. You're going to have to yeah. get a new trophy case. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, and, you know, the cool thing about both programs, I mean, we lose Gina, 
Um, he was a big loss, but you know, for the most part, uh, the the major people at NC2As are returning on both the women and the men's side. Um, and so I think we're going to have pretty pretty exciting team. I really look forward to that for next year, um, both SECs and NC2As Olympic trials. So 2020 is going to be really really big for us. I want to think too that the the best teams when when you lose a superstar, you always find yourself in a position of. How are we going to fill these holes? Yeah. And every single time somebody steps up. Yep. I'm sure Greg at Stanford was like, the heck am I going to do without Katie and Simone? Like, that you just find a That's way. That's different, though. Well, it it is. But they get the but, next but eight still, of the top ten recruits. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay, you know? that, that, that was maybe a, a pie-in-the-sky yeah. example. But I'm, but I'm saying you always find people that step up in unlikely moments and in yeah. unlikely situations. Yeah. We lost Bridget last year, but we had our freshman Sophie Swarn since then. Yeah, it's a great example. So, I mean, she did same awesome. Thing when, awesome same thing when, when Danielle left. Like, you're probably thinking, how are we going to replace Danielle? Asia right. comes along. You know, there's yeah. always a way to, to reload. Yes, yes. And, um, and it's always a collective effort. You know, like in terms of, you know, replacing people and their points, like Asia will be really, really hard to replace. But hopefully, you know, other people will score five more points. You know what I mean? Because collectively, she's the GOAT. That's why why she's here today. So, you know, hey, some people are not seventh, replaceable. <laughs> seventh and eighth scores more points than first. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's move on to long course season, uh, which in our sport is the biggest yep. time of the year. Um, so let's talk about the transition between NC2As and then go ahead and preparing for long course season. I mean, obviously, train long course throughout the year, so it's not a surprise to start start training, but it is a condensed season from it's a, a training and then retapering and preparing preparation standpoint. Well, um, so we're kind of back in the mode of getting back in shape as far as training is concerned. Um, they all took a little break after NC2As, um, and now we're – you know, going pretty good, right? And, and she's had actually, you know, Asia and the rest of the team have had some good workouts like recently. We're heading in the final exams um, next week. Um, training is, um, it's probably a little bit different during exams. Everyone's still training, but their schedules are a little bit different because they have to take care of academics. And so um, I wouldn't say it's um, like necessarily an easy week, but it's, you know, maybe not quite as intense in the water with everything that we're doing. Um, but they're staying with their training. That's really important because we're heading to um, a Grand Prix meet at IU um, May 14th, 16th, or something to that effect in a couple of weeks. And so that anytime we go to Grand Prix meet, it's a big deal. You have, you know, like le- the likes of Ledecky there and things of that nature. So, um, so it's going to be a good competition um, to kind of kick off the long course season. And um, my favorite meet in the summer is um, at you guys' home pool at Lakeside. Um, I love that old pool, the quarry, right? Is that what it's called? That is. Fun fact, it is the longest running swim meet in the history of the world. It's cool. It is fun. You know, first time, because you guys grew up there and swam there a million miles. But first time I walked in there, I'm like... What is this place? <laughs> this is like a few years yeah. ago. It wasn't that long ago. You know, yeah, you like yeah. drive into a neighborhood yeah. and then all of a sudden. And then, then I find right. out that they hosted like 1935 nationals. Probably. You know? Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, other than the timing system, like nothing has changed since 1935, yeah. which is cool. <laughs> so so for, for those who, who don't know what we're referring to is the Lakeside Swim Club in Louisville, Kentucky, and it's 
um, basically this massive rock quarry. Yep. Um, there's no gutters. There's no anything. It's just a, a massive body of water with some lane lines and blocks. <laughs> yeah. So if you're swimming, if you're well, swimming in lane eight. You're getting about a two second current going down. If you're swimming in lane one, you're getting about a two second, a 50 current coming back. So yeah. it's not necessarily ideal for peak performance, but from a training standpoint, and it's a good it, it, It's fun. Louisville it's goes, fun. And, and you know that in itself actually makes a little, you know, kind yeah. of little tension at the meet. It's just kind of so. Um, actually, Purdue typically sends. So there are some college kids, but you know, Lakeside's got a great club, and they always have some fourteen-year-olds that are going fast, right? <laughs> and so there's always some up-and-coming kids. Right. But exactly. like, um, you know, I, I actually, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, last year, uh, you know, we're I think we're in the middle of finals, and it was all sunny, and then a storm just rolls through, wasn't it? Last yeah, year. Yeah, it was right before I swam two a.m. Yeah, that's right. The walks, and then they called the whistle. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, I mean, like literally, this like monsoon comes through for like a half an hour and then it clears yeah. but I think the meet was canceled yeah, right we was. left oh, but like there, there, there's a um, an airport right next yeah right next that's door. actually cool right yeah. and so every time the airplane would come through ah oh, it's thunder we gotta get out <laughs> <laughs> mm. but like surprisingly we've actually had some good swims in that pool like if it's in the middle of the pool like you said one and eight or is, is it eight lanes or ten lanes ten ten so one and ten are bad but um but you're right about the current, but like middle of the pool, we've had some good swims. I remember Gina Frerichs last summer, she went um, like she was suited at a Grand Prix meet in Indianapolis last year. Then she was unsuited at the Lakeside meet. She actually went faster, like in the four and free, you know, at the Lakeside meet in you know in that pool. And I was like, that's pretty impressive. I, th I think too, it's it's a change of scenery. Yeah, you know, you're you're used to staring at a. a white bottom pool with a black line and this is just different you know it's yeah and i think sometimes you know honestly the kids have to buy into it if the kids buy into it they, they can swim a lot more like oh this is kind of stupid it's outside or it's not a great pool but if they buy into it and they think they can actually go fast they can actually go fast you know yeah. so it, it that's a big thing with that meet i'm like because it can be hot it can be rainy it can be cold there's but see i like the elements it changes things up you know so it was like I was during the winter. I have to play tennis indoors, and I got a chance to play outside. It was all windy, but I'm like, it's fun. Mix it up a little bit. Kind of, you got to mix it up a little bit. Um, so what else kind of about move, so yeah, we'll go real quick? So we'll go through the rest of the long course. We, yeah. Then we go to sectionals, and then nationals this summer is in Stanford. But before nationals is you know Asia gets to go to the World University Games and she's swimming the 200 backstroke in Italy. So you want to talk about that a little bit, or you know what's going to be happening as far as where you're staying or anything you want to tell our fans about? Um, well, we're staying on a cruise ship. That'd it's be cool. docked. How um, about that, Macklin? That is pretty that cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like the, you kind of get like, is yeah. it, is it, is it <laughs> shake? You can see it or not. <laughs> I hope not. hope it's anchored. But. And float away in the middle of the night. <laughs> You always see those, like, you know, those videos of those European, you know, ships, you know, the cruise ships, like, yeah. they're they're falling over in the middle of a storm and stuff. Yeah, that better not happen. <laughs> I, have, I have more faith in USC swimming than that, so. Yeah, but, um, no, it'll be good. Um, the flight over there is not too bad. I'm next to Lars in, what, four out of the six flights? Yeah, yeah. wow. So that'll be fun. First, uh, first major international meet, no? 
this is my second time going to you, World University. Okay, you did World University so Games did, in 17. Where yeah. was that? Taiwan? Taiwan. Yeah. How was that? Um, not what I expected. Um, it was very different, obviously. <laughs> first international meet. Um, I was first going in, first after semis, mm. uh, going into finals. Ended up getting fourth, not being able to medal. Um, which obviously medals are a big deal for the United States. So going into Italy this year, definitely want a medal. So talk about, since since you are on the national team, you've been on national team trips before, talk about the team element from the college environment and what it's like to be on the U.S. national team, which is cream of the crop. Right. Um, I think, obviously, when you're swimming for a college, you're obviously representing like I'm representing UK, you're wearing that on your cap, but that's a population of whatever, we have 40,000 people here. But when you go overseas and you're swimming for an entire country, it's completely different. You have an American flag on your cap, everyone looks up to you. That's I think everywhere cool. we went in Taipei, people asked for pictures and it was just completely different. Yeah, A lot of selfie sticks. Did. Yes, actually. A lot of selfie sticks in Asia. Yes. Really? <laughs> They're yeah, into big, that. Yeah, 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 really yeah. into it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, I mean, that's really cool, though. But it is like I think Asia would, um, like she said, uh, you're wearing the American flag. There's not a, a bigger deal, a greater honor, you know. Um, it's so it's big as it gets in our sport. <clears throat> yep. Um, so kind of zooming out a little bit with the rest of the summer. So this summer is a little weird. Yep. Um All of the major meets have already been selected. So World University Games, Pan Ams, World Championships. Olympic trials are next summer. So there's really not like a big selection meet this summer. So how are you focusing on, on nationals and, and what, what, are the, what are the goals for this summer compared to other summers? Well, I think um, it's so funny because I was you know, looking at some of these results of the Grand Prix meets, for example, and you, you got all these people making a comeback or they're all pushing towards 2020. You can tell like some of these older people that are back in our, in our sport, which is great, you know. Um, you know, so the big thing I think is having a great training summer as well as you're kind of leading in the 2020. Um, you know, obviously for Asia, it's just great experience for her, like the international experience. And like, you know, if she makes an Olympic team is like invaluable in, in Tokyo that she's been to two major meets like this. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I saw a stat from like USA Swimming, but of the, the 2016 Olympic team, like 14 of 15 of those people were on the 2015 World University Games teams uh, of the Olympic team on 2016. So it's really significant. You know, there's a lot of people on her team this summer that will be on the Olympic team in, in 2020 in Tokyo. So, you know, but for everybody else, the, the big meet will be at Stanford Nationals. Um, and you're right, you can't make a major team, but you can still qualify for the U.S. national team, which is huge. And like I said, the biggest thing is just kind of getting ready for um, for 2020 in terms of the long course season and stuff like that. You know, so if you can put a great training summer in um, the summer prior to, you know how it is, Macklin. The most of your success in in Omaha or in Tokyo next year will be dependent on how the the amount of work that you put in 19, right, or even 2018. You know, it's not just that year. You know, the in. Our sport, everything is is in a quadrennial. Everything's yep. within a four-year plan, yep. and you don't just 
come out of nowhere and perform at Olympic trials. No, you don't. The people who are performing at Olympic trials have been performing. And there's, right. you know, people always say, I mean, there are upsets. As you know, you you know, there are, you can go through the, you know, there's plenty of people when I swam at trials and stuff like, you didn't think we're going to make the team. But everybody that... But they were good enough. Yes. And they every, were good enough. And everybody who makes the team has, has at least final before at nationals. You know what I mean? You don't take somebody who's been like 45th a year before and they get first. You know, maybe the person who's ninth or tenth may surprise and make the team. That happens, but like you said, nobody who's just comes out of the woodwork. No, you know, they're at least in the contention or conversa- conversation. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. So, what else this summer? Well, um, you know, uh, you know, I think we got some other people like um, that will you know have a chance to be really good at, in Omaha. Um, you know, Gina Frerichs is. Um, I think really still improving, even though she's a senior, she's um, she's still emerging. Um, you know, we got Bridget Alexander who um, finaled at Olympic trials in, in 2016. She's a great competitor um, in practice for Asia. Um, you know, Allie Gallier is going to be going to the Olympics. She's going to be representing New Zealand, so that's going to be pretty cool for her. So. Um, <clears throat> I think as far as, you know, and we've got some other athletes, uh, you know, on the guy side that are still young and up and coming that, you know, can be competitive this summer at Stanford or, you know, heading towards the Olympic trials as well, you know. Absolutely. What about incoming freshmen coming over and training and training and moving in early to train over the we, summer? <clears throat> we got a bunch of um, bunch of them coming. I don't know how many. Um, Asia might know better than I do. How many are coming? <laughs> Eight. Eight. Yeah. yeah. Eight uh, women only, or women and men? Um, eight women. Yeah, I think um, three or four guys. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Still a pretty good number. Yeah, it's, it's good exposure. Absolutely. It's good exposure yeah. because it, coming into college that first weekend, if you haven't had any exposure, I mean, it's just a complete shock. Yes. You just you, yes. You could go go on and on about about what that you know entails but to kind of no we don't don't want to go into kind of prime (laughs) kind of prime yourself to what you know college experience is like what training is going to look like um learning the expectations a little sooner uh just makes a big difference yeah i think it's fantastic honestly this is something that has just changed in like the last three years even when in asia came in i mean i don't think anybody in her class came in early and now it's like most of the class is coming early um, so I, I do think it's really good because they get used to it. So, you know, n- you know, normally there's, you know, what is there, 22,000 undergrads here at UK, and half of them are here. Maybe there's 8,000 summer. So the campus is a lot. There's parking spots everywhere. I love yes. it. I love summer. I do. Yeah, I do. You know, and, and campus, I mean, campus is always beautiful and nice, but it, it's like – it's peaceful and it's quiet, you know, in the summer. And it's kind of nice. And uh, and so our freshmen come in. One of the cool things is, you know, we have to go through a, you know, like an introductory phase in the weight room where they're learning new lifts and stuff like that. Um, so they get that out of the way in the summer. So when they come back in August, September, they Hit get the ground running. They go right in the weight room. They're yeah. ready to go. And so in just knowing where your classes are, um, one of the cool things that we do at Kentucky is a program. It's called My Kentucky Home. And it helps introduce um, all the freshmen. And we do it with the football players, the track people, everybody here in the summer. And it just helps them get acclimated to college life. Um, the academics, the, the athletics, the expectations that Mitch Barnhart has for all the athletes. Um, you know, there's, you know, financial literacy courses they have to take, too, to help them manage their money and things of that nature. I wish I would have had that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> 
<clears throat> you know? And, and so, like, it's it's encompasses everything, you know? It teaches them how to cook or, you know, do laundry. Some of these people have never done any of that stuff, you know? So coming in the summer, I think, is really beneficial. So they come in for, you know, six weeks or so. Then they actually go back home for a couple weeks before school starts. And so that's typical. But they're, like you said, they come here in August, the ground, they you know, hit the ground running. So, and we've got some good recruits coming in. So it's pretty exciting. Well, and I, think, I think too, uh, just even beyond the, the personal development stuff, yeah. I think having, assuming, you know, a lot of these people are, have national cuts, yep. or at least some of them, having a bigger presence um, at those national level meets makes a huge difference. Yep. Especially yep. to you know sophomores and juniors who are looking and say, hey, Kentucky has 20-something kids at, in Stanford for this meet. Like That makes yes. a difference to have, to have a big No, game. it's huge in the summer because, um, you know, and both of you guys know this, but like the number one goal of you know, any aspiring 13, 14-year-old is to make Olympic trial cuts, right? I mean, that's like the biggest thing in swimming in, in the United States, right? They think about Olympic trials before they think about where they go in the college and things of that nature, typically, right? And so, yeah, the, the better exposure you do in the summer, get some more, you know, we want to have a presence in Omaha. So, um, you know, because the, the, the cuts just came out, like Asia doesn't even have a cut yet, technically, you know? So, you know, like, I think we only have one person on our team right now, um, Bridget, who, who yeah. has the trial cuts. And so we have to get more people qualified, like, this summer so we can have, a, you know, a presence in Omaha. Sure. You know, because they came out, what, December, the cuts? Uh, January, yeah. the Pro Series in Knoxville. No, yep. no. Winter, Winter Nationals yeah, was the yeah. first. The first they, came, uh, they came out. Yeah. You want to know what the fun fact is? You know who the first person to get... The you are. The cut was? You. Yeah, right. No, no. going to come back. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. The you mean? F- the, the first person to achieve an Olympic trail cut was Katie Ledecky to the feet uh, of the 200 and her 400. <laughs> no, I did not know that. I don't know if that I counts. Did, that, did you know she, that? She had, yeah, I did. She, <laughs> no, got, she got the trials cut to her feet in the first 200 over 400. That's amazing. That's, pro- that's a fun fact. It is. She could probably just miss it on the 100 going out. <laughs> Anywho. No, let's, let's, let's squash any rumors of, of my comeback. It's not happening anytime soon. Well, we got some off, you know, awesome questions here to get to, um, um, you know, from our fans as well that are, you know, tweeting in and, and uh you know, Cammy, our producer of the show, is going to provide us with some questions that you know I think coming up. But um, but before well, we get there, well, I got a question no. to ask. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I want to know who is Asia's pick to win the Kentucky Derby. Um, that is a good question. <laughs> do you even know any of the horses <laughs> running? No, I do not. Because I don't know. That's why I'm why asking. Yeah, yeah no. I don't know either. Been a little busy with school and stuff, but um, that's why she's a 4.0 student. Are you going? Are you going to the derby? Um, I'm planning on it. Yes, planning my family's it, yes. going. Okay. So I normally go with them. You don't want to go in the infield, do you? Go no. in the infield? No. Oh. No, it's that's bad. You don't. No. You don't want to go to the infield. How many times have you been to the infield? Yeah. Or to derby? Either. <laughs> so I got really lucky last year, and I got invited to a box. Okay. So we like undercover sure. and stuff. But I went every year in college to the infield because it was only 40 bucks and that's right. reasonable to but you don't actually see a horse. No. Nope. It's Not just a uh, party. Yeah. 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 
Well, so I got invited um, last year um, by some people here at UK, and I've never been. I just, but I couldn't handle the traffic getting there and, and all this other stuff. I, I would imagine getting in. I've heard it's three to four hours sometimes traffic line. If, if you go once, you need a year off before you go again. Yeah, and so, anyways, well, and, and then uh, we got some tickets um, last year um, on Friday. What's that event called on Friday before the Derby? The Oaks. Oaks. The Oaks. Where yeah. the Phillies run. Yeah. Female only horses. Yeah, and, and so uh, Mason Norman, uh, our, our former assistant, you know, he went because we got tickets. I'm like, I got to run practice, and I'm like, you go and you have a great experience. And so he went, and, and he had a lot of fun because he was sitting up there in the boxes and stuff. But if I'm going to go, that's, right. yeah, that's nice what I'm going to do. Boxes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. You know, so, um, you know. I think it was my senior year. I was in the infield um, of high school, and that's when it was, like, pouring down rain. It had been raining for, like, three days, and people were doing mudslides oh, down yeah. the uh, They're ru- running across the top it's, of porta-potties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, yeah, it's quite, quite an experience. I'm sure it just smells terrible, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. They have these like giant turkey legs that never smell good. <laughs> it's basically a carnival. Yeah. 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 Mardi Gras. <laughs> good way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so Macklin got a question for you. This is from one of our, our our fans. Would you rather play golf with Tiger Woods at a public course or play Augusta by yourself? That's a tough question. Yeah. That was by. So okay. Here. Here. Here's, that was so here, here's my thing. One of our fans. I don't. I'm not a golfer, mm-hmm. but I, I like to watch major sporting events. I'll watch the Sunday of every yes. single major golf tournament, yes. and it started. The Masters started early this Sunday. I made sure I was like up, ready on the couch. I, I watched the whole thing for like four, five, six hours or whatever it was. So I think that I would play with Tiger on a public course. So if you have a foursome. Right, you know, force them for you to play golf with last day of your life. You can play with four people, including yourself. So it's three other people. Oh. Who do you put in your foursome? Three. That's a lot. That's a lot of people yeah. to think about. Um, I mean, we normally de- ask de- dead or alive. Yeah, go for it. Dead or alive. <laughs> oh man. Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That, I would have to put some thought into that one. Yeah. What about you? Oh, man. Flip it on you. Yeah. Um, you don't get to ask two questions back to back without answering one. Honestly, Tiger, he might be in my foursome. The thing that I loved is, an, from, is, is like an athlete. Yeah. Or I guess an athlete. Um, watching him. He showed no emotion yeah. the entire weekend. And the two guys he was playing with, because they did threesomes instead of a pair because they're trying to get ahead of the weather, and you could just tell he was in their head yeah. the whole entire time because yeah. he'd played that course so many times. He knew every angle. He knew every lie. He knew every shot. He knew every degree, every green, everything. And you could, well, just, you could just tell he was – Toying with them mentally, you know, I, and I told the team this a little bit, and, and, and Asia's probably heard this before, but like I got a lot of respect because um, I've followed, I've been to a couple of PGA events and followed people around, and I don't think you have to be fit like a swimmer, right? But they spend hours every single day practicing their craft, right? They pr- they practice more than more than anybody. Yeah, and like you don't have to be in great shape. You don't have to necessarily, right? Well, Tiger kind of broke that mold. He did, but you have to walk six miles. 
because that's what you do for 18 holes. You play under pressure in the mental fortitude. Like Tiger woke up at 3.45 that morning to prepare for his round because he teed off at like, what, 9.30 or something like that? And the mental preparation, you know, they're, they're on the range. It also takes a long time to warm up a fused spine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the, the preparation, and like you say, it's living in the moment, yeah. the mental toughness that, it, you know, because you hit a bad shot, you have to overcome that. I got a lot of respect for that. Um, I really do. And it's a great story. Everybody loves a comeback story. And uh, hats off to Tiger for that. But... Um, how was uh, preparation for uh, the honeymoon or the marriage, I should say, before the honeymoon? Yeah, I was going to say, what's, what's more important? It's a toss-up. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's coming along. He's getting married there. in two weeks. Two weeks. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, two weeks from Saturday. Uh, just finalizing all wow. the plans and um, we get, we, just we got, re- ready to, ready to kind of just do it at this point. Got another um, good question from um, one of our listeners. This is from uh, Tracy Stone from Paducah, Paducah, Kentucky. You know, um, asking Asia, what does a swimmer's diet look like in the middle of the season? Oh, um, well, you know, we have the nutrition room here at UK. Mm-hmm. And so we go there and cook a lot, depending on morning practice or what. Um, from morning practice, we all go and make food in the nutrition room we all eat as a team up there and then fit luncheon wherever you can around classes and then straight after practice at night we head over to training table mm-hmm. and you know they have everything you could ask for there so do you remember like this whole thing talk about michael Phelps, where they talked about him consuming like fourteen thousand calories a day they said he ate like eight bowls of spaghetti uh, and like true. there's just no oh, way isn't that like i think he debunked that uh, that was just ridiculous like isn't eating, that like, like two large pizzas in one sitting yeah. like the way he does that but do, uh, so do you alter your diet like based on training loads or, or if you're tapering or you know your school schedule does it vary though or are you yeah, pretty consistent? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to understand, you know, when you're training really hard and you need cranking m- out. more calories. Yeah, cranking out yardage, you definitely want to feel your body, right? But if you're on taper and obviously not working as hard and, well, you're working hard, but not as much yardage, you got to watch what you eat. Yep, yep. Same quality of food. Right, right, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's that's really important. I think uh, nu- nutrition, that was a great question. Um, you know, I think it's... Uh, it really helps with uh, consistency in your training. Um, long recovery. 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 Um, honestly, it's, it's a great life skill, too, for the rest of your life. You know, if you, if you can eat well, uh, I think it makes your – you just got more energy at work or whatever it may be. You know, I think, I think that's huge, you know. Um, what else? You know, I think we, I think we need to um, get some like supplement companies start sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, That way we can do ad <laughs> reads and then we can get yes. free – Nutrition for people like Asia Swim Fast. Yes. Yeah, yeah let's do And it. old people like us to stay not fat. Yeah, to be uh, still relevant before it's too late. That's you know true. I mean? yeah, you know? It's hard to come back. <laughs> yeah, we got. Is it time for some rapid fire? Yeah, let's let's get her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you started off. <laughs> um, Rup ice cream or graters? Uh, Rup ice cream all the way. That yeah. is pretty good. Vanilla. No chocolate. What do you do? Rup ice cream or Lakeside Swim Club ice cream? Ooh. That is a tough <laughs> That's pretty right? good, too. Oh, they, they, yeah. they, I don't know what it's it like is. It's like $1.25 too. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. 
So what do you what do you do? Swirl chocolate. Swirl, swirl. That's right. Got a little bit. You of vanilla? Everything. Yeah, all vanilla. Oh god! All right, we're we're losing the rapid fire. <laughs> okay, right yeah, yeah, go get. Favorite candy? Um, um, Starburst. What color? Yellow. Okay, respect. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Chipotle or Qdoba? Chipotle. Read a movie or <laughs> watch a movie or read a book. Um, watch a movie. I should read more, but I like movies. Tennis shoes or flip flops? Tennis shoes. Would you rather be a? Are you a backstreet a backseat driver? <laughs> um. Yes. You are okay. Yeah. yeah. Flaw. <laughs> backstreet boys are. <laughs> yeah, back, yeah. There you go. Um. Backstreet boys. Who's the best driver of a car on the women's swim team? Of a car. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's other things. Um, there's motorcycles. <laughs> I guess. Bike. Um. Sarah Lo Heidi. Nope. Really? Yeah. Shout out to Sarah Lo Heidi. Yeah. That's the first. You know, the first shout out. Um. <laughs> She's also a 4.0 student. She is, and yep. she's also from our club team. Yep, yep. And then we have uh, Bryn, who's joined yeah. us this year, kind of in our in our post grad group. Uh, she's you know maybe a little bit old like you, but she's doing a great job. I'm pretty old. Yeah, getting there. Marriage is going to be a big deal. It is going to be a big deal. Wait till you have kids, though. That's going to change it more. Are you having it in Louisville? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Pretty exciting. Yeah. It is exciting. Yeah. Um, any other questions for for Asia? Oh, I, I want to I wanna ask some more rapid fire questions, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, Just go totally off the rails here, but I don't think, <laughs> I don't think our award-winning <laughs> listeners have, have time to listen to that. Favorite fast food? Uh, Chick-fil-A. Oh, good question. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. Oh, okay, here. Nuggets or strips? Nuggets, all the way, <laughs> all the way. I only get nuggets. So if you go by Chick Fil A and you see the line is like wrapped around like inside. two times, you go inside. No, you ordered off your phone. Oh, <laughs> see, there she's smarter than us. So I'm waiting in Starbucks. Inside. I go to Starbucks on like Tate's Creek sometimes. And I kid you not, it's 20 deep, right? I walk in and there's nobody in there. I'm like, you lazy people, get out of your car. You know, like I'm in and out and I always like, you know, show my Starbucks. Hey, look, <laughs> look. <Yeah. laughs> I'm surprised they don't have it ready for you when you walk in. Um, actually, they do. If they, most of the time they know me, um, they'll at least get my order. At the you know? campus one, they know you. Yeah. 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 Do you pay for it anymore? Oh, yeah. How much money a year do you think you spend on Starbucks? Um, don't lie. We've done that before. <laughs> know. You know the answer. <laughs> um, Asia can can say. Wasn't it like 6000 3000 Yeah, something like that. But I got a lot of it for free. But they always uh, they always assume that it's like a like a $4 girly drink. I mean, I just get regular black coffee. It's $2. Black, it's a black pipe place. Yeah, that's what I do. Yep. Here's okay. Do you like to do you ever like to mix it up in the you know, like the holiday seasons and get the Christmas blend or the Thanksgiving blend or the actually the Thanksgiving blend is actually pretty good. But I just I don't know. I'm just a I'm a creature of habit. You know, um, consistency. That's good. I know. Great ones are consistent. You know, they are. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. And so you know, I find something I like. I kind of stick with it. Um, you know, it's uh, I don't like change a whole yeah. lot. You know. 
So my 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 wife to be gets on me because I do the same thing. Because is a swimmer, most swimmers out there yeah. have a hard time finding clothes that fit them correctly. Uh-huh. They got broad shoulders, skinny weight. You know, they just they're just awkward. And so when I find something that fits me, I just buy every color that they have <laughs> in, in that item. So I found this polo at Target, right? Yep. And it fits me well. And so yep. I bought seven of these polos, just different nice. colors and stripes. And I like it. Yeah. It's a good looking yeah. shirt. Yeah. So, hey, I, I get it. Creature habit. You got to do it sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm sure people don't really want to listen to our, our shopping habits. So we're going to wrap this up. Any final thoughts? No. Well, thank you for being the um, co-host all year. Really enjoyed it. I um, hope you come back uh, next year. This is kind of our last show, um, kind of wrapping up the collegiate season. Uh, maybe we come back in um, August and so we can recap uh, Asia's um, time at World University Games, um, Summer Nationals, and preview uh, the 1920 um, season. Um, <clears throat> I think we're going to have a really competitive schedule. We didn't really get into that, um, but um, we'll have a press release, honestly, in a couple of weeks probably about our schedule for next year. We're competing against some really good teams that we look forward to. Um, I think, uh, you know, three or four of the top ten teams in the country on our dual meet schedule for next year. So the only way to get better. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, – we're pretty excited about that. So we could talk about that a little bit um, down the road. But, you know, thank you again for being a great co-host. Really enjoyed it. Um, thank you, Asia, for being on the show today. Um, great time. Um, Cami, for all your hard work all year, um, being our producer in our world-class studio. <clears throat> that we're going to get upgrade, by the way, next year, Macklin. Yeah. Uh, we'll get a new sponsor. We're gonna we're gonna have next year. We're gonna have sponsors. We're gonna have plaques. Um, yes. There's gonna be a live and video. There's gonna be a live video. video it's gonna be right behind your head, like yep. Clorox. You know? yep. <laughs> so as a yeah. so as a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at UK Swim Dive, and you can always download go it. On download iTunes. it on yeah. iTunes. Yep, because yep. you can always go back and listen to this podcast and all the other podcasts on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud, maybe Spotify, I don't know, and Wildcats you know, TV. Thank you for that because that's important. Um, we perhaps are the best uh, swimming podcast and the, the best podcast in general. Podcasts are taking off as you are aware well of, yes. you know, and it's a lot of fun, this this uh, growing medium to be in. I think, I, that we, I think we should start a subscription service for our podcast. Yeah. How much? <laughs> I know, like four ninety nine an episode. <laughs> I think it depends on who is on the episode. Since we've got the goat, this would probably be a nine ninety nine. No, that's how it's, much I'm worth. <laughs> you know, right? Well, per if download, you know, you're bad. Sure. You know, we'll give you ten percent. Right, at least right. Siri would download it, probably, right? She would. My yeah, and little Heidi, that's two. That's two. <laughs> <laughs> probably Sweet. some others. But, yeah, so it depends, you know. Like, the value of the football ticket depends on the opponent, right? That's true. So when we're playing Tennessee or Florida, it's like a $50 ticket. We're playing Middle Tennessee State, it's like an $8 ticket. That's right. So there's there's some smarter people in this athletic department who could probably figure out a pricing structure. But we're going to do it because that's how big this podcast is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again for everybody listening to our fans. Um, Look forward to next season. And uh, that's a wrap. 